I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Culture Vulture. Kia ora everyone. Kia ora everyone. Now, full disclosure. (laughs) (laughs) waiting for me to be like, happy birthday. (laughs) Full disclosure. It is my birthday. <laughs> it is. We know you've all been wondering. When the fuck is Lucy's birthday? When the fuck is Lucy's birthday? Well, it's the 5th of October. It is today. Harry has said HB. Harry has FaceTimed in this morning <laughs> via Liv. He sort of got Liv's contact details to surprise me. Honestly, it was wild. I am a few mimosas deep. Liv's one mimosa deep. It's about 11am, so this could be a bit of a, a, bit of a wild pot. <laughs> We're also still in lockdown, so... It's a lockdown birthday. It is a lockdown birthday, but I feel like we've very much made the most of oh it so far. Oh my god, best birthday ever. Pinot chocolat, mimosas, what else have we done? Oh, there's going to be flowers, cake, flowers, cake a delivery lunchtime. from our mates at the spin-off. Anyway, we've got a really exciting podcast for you all today. Squid Game, two words. Squid Game, Squid Game. Squid Game. We know it's all you've been thinking about, all you've been talking about, and Same. it's all we've been talking about as well. So we want to talk to you guys about it. Yes, I literally miss it now that I've finished it. In fact, we've started watching Alice in Borderland. Liv, you haven't started no, it yet. No, I haven't. Very similar. Came out before Squid Game. Um, quite good. A little bit more actiony. But if you're mm. missing the Squid Game in your life, you should watch Alice in Borderland. But before Squid Game. We have to talk about Couch Guy. <laughs> it's just like these two word things coming up, isn't it? Squid Game, Couch Guy. Who would have thought, though, that like Man. we'd be <laughs> we'd be talking about Squid Game, Couch Guy, and Hammock Man? Like, what would this mean to someone with no internet? Context. Yeah, well, we've got no inter- Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Fucking hell. Instagram are down. I know, which is like the best birthday gift ever. Honestly, no really work. Fucking nice. <laughs> so, couch guy. Liv isn't even on TikTok as we say every, every single fucking every time. Other podcast. Just to remind you that she's better than us. <laughs> I actually wrote that down. I was like, so for the 18th time, <laughs> I don't have TikTok and I'm never going to have TikTok. Yeah. But we did explain Couch Guy. We were talking about it that much in our flat. And I actually saw a TikTok depicting this, which I then sent you via Facebook (laughs) Messenger. So you might as well download the app. No, we literally depicted this via real language to Liv. We were walking down the road talking about Couch Guy. And then Liv had to stop and search it up because she was like, what the fuck is everyone talking about? What won't you shut up about? Well, it just seems so niche. And it is. We yes. went from, honestly, like, berries and cream TikTok, which I don't know if you were, you probably don't know about, um, Emily Mariko's salmon dish Wait, were you TikTok. saying me if I don't know about it or them? Yeah, I don't Well, think. no, because you showed me berries oh, and cream and you made and cream. flow reenactment. 
<laughs> I'm a little less you mean? I don't know about it. You literally were like, right, Liv, I'm sitting you down. You need to know about berries and cream. Oh my God, I'm a little really lad. <laughs> and then Flo, again, who we mentioned every fucking podcast. Loki looks like yes, the She looks like little man. lad. So we made Flo, Flo hates berries and cream. Anyway, we moved on. It's like, it's because, dare I say, it's been a slow news month. That, like, mm. these things are just going fucking crazy. So, berries and cream, Emily Mariko's salmon dish, and now we're on Couch Guy. So, for anyone that's not across it, basically, <laughs> Couch Guy. So it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. We never said this was a highbrow podcast, no, thank no, God. No. God, no, God, no. This is what the people need to hear. It is. So, Couch Guy, this one original TikTok that I'm about to tell you about, has been viewed 50 million times. Basically, the internet is obsessed with it. Because we can all tell within the first few seconds that the vibes are off. It's a great vibe check. So basically, it's it's a girl called Lauren. She goes to surprise her boyfriend at college. And he's just not excited. No. 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 The vibes speak louder than words. The vibes do. They speak louder than the Ellie Goulding song in the background. And just like that, you were wrong. I know. It's quite like <laughs> jarring. So, so the vibes are off. The internet can tell. There's nothing like outwardly really bad with the video. No. But it's just all wrong. It is. I mean, yeah, you watch it, you watch it first and you're just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, mm. why is everyone sort of banging on about this? But then you do watch it again and then you watch the slowed down versions <laughs> and then you listen and to you it. And you zoom in on the phone, like, how did he get the phone yes. in his hand? He's got a hair tie on his wrist, not his. I know. So, you know, and we know TikTok detectives go cray on this app. Like, I've seen so many analysis TikToks about it. I have seen so many reenactments that are so funny. I think a really interesting conversation is why the fuck do people care so much? And, like, me included. Like, yeah, it's so interesting and you want to know whether this guy is cheating on his girlfriend. You're so invested, but it's like... Why? I know. Are we all so invested? I tried to theorize about this. Yeah. And honestly, my first thing was it's a really slow news cycle at the moment. We're in lockdown as well. It's real interesting that it's like the world's gut instinct. Yeah. That's interesting. But why why have we gripped onto this? Is it because we like to see other people... We... Sort of... Well, we like to prove other people wrong? I almost think it's that I think we love to... We don't really love to analyze our own relationships, mm. our own romantic ones, unless you're like me and you. Yeah. <laughs> then we do. But we love to be right. And we love to do it to other people. We Whether love it's to do friends, it to other people. Love Island, TikTok couch guy. Because you get all the interest and intrigue and sort of ooh without getting the hurt. Without the hurt. Right? And like, this is, I do feel really bad for this girl. I know that she obviously put the video up wanting it to go viral or whatever, but I'm sure it wasn't for that reason. Like, she wanted she it to be... She would have wanted it to go viral because people were saying, oh, yeah, it's so like, cute. Yeah, like, this is so cute, right? Like, that would have been fucking horrible. Suddenly the world is like, your boyfriend doesn't love you, he's cheating on you. Like, you know, imagine that. It's pretty fucking... I don't know. That, yeah, that would freak me out. Yeah, same. I do think there's something interesting in the way she's gotten really defensive about it. I think mm. after this having happened, she, like... Going quiet and sort of, like, not adding fuel to the fire yeah. would have been... I mean, it's hard to do that in the moment. And she's quite young, right? Like, Well, they're at college or yeah. they're at uni, I guess. So, But, like, imagine 
I don't know, you would. If you were like, I'm blatantly in love with this person and I yeah. swear to you all that this person's in love with me, all you guys have seen is a 10-second video. But obviously to us, it's like, yeah, but that's all we need to see. Yeah. But to her, it would be like, what the actual fuck? Like, mm. get out but should of she life. be? And should she sort of be like thinking about it and maybe being like oh instead of getting defensive like maybe there's something here i think like she definitely would but if you're in love with someone like you will go to the ends of the earth to prove that they're in love with you back yeah i know and and the guy though i think i've been rubbed the wrong way because i've looked a bit more Mm. into it and the guy's gotten really gaslighty so he's only got two posts on his tiktok And he basically went on and said, like, that all the viewers are being parasocial creeps. Go get some fresh air. And then then he just said, like, I love my girlfriend or whatever, which is fine. And then someone commented being like, yes, King, gaslight us. And he replied to that. And he mansplained gaslighting like Mm. in in the next post like real passive aggressive like mansplaining what gaslighting is and then like he was saying that we're crazy or like all the viewers are crazy for thinking that he's gaslighting while he's gaslighting so he's literally gaslighting us about gaslighting us and it's just very interesting I just feel like if I had an I, I reactions are like obviously fueled so yes, much this is by the, the initial action yeah. which we shouldn't have done we as a world being interested in nosy <laughs> yeah. shouldn't have done but it's like both their reactions like oh but like, I think they need to get offline. Oh, they need this to get offline. This would have died down. Oh, yeah, no, they absolutely shouldn't be adding fuel to the fire, but I see why they oh, are. You right? right, because when it's your relationship with someone's yeah. trying to comment on it, you're it's like, like fuck, fuck off. off, even though I put it in. Yeah, I put the video for you all to see, but I don't want you to see something that I don't want you to I see. I don't want you to see. <laughs> oh, it is. It, I mean, and there's, look, there's a chance. There's a chance, probably a good one, mm-hmm. that there's nothing, he's not cheating, there's nothing going on. Like, yeah. it just looks sus. But you know, like, we've had groups of guy friends and whatever, and, like, that is when you are younger and you're first, like, I say they're younger, they're obviously in college, mm. but that's still pretty young, yeah. right? Like, there's that sort of flirty friendship shit going on, right? Yeah. And I just feel like a lot of people that are in relationships have a lot of flirty friendships. On, and I'm not trying to say that that's okay, but, like, sometimes it is okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean in terms of, like, we could actually immature. be sitting there. If, if it was a, us and three boys on the couch, that whole scenario could have been the exact same. Right. Us. Like, and, like, I'd there be would be phone, like, nothing going on. I think it's it was more like, his reaction when he sort of looks around, like, totally. oh, my God, bros, you've set me up. You no. know. Yeah. yeah, but I agree. There's, like, No, there's something. There's I'm, just, I'm just trying to pick it apart, right? I know. There's a chance, though, that he's just, like, a sort of non-emotionally, like, displaying yeah. dude and I don't know just trying to sort of back him up for a second but yeah anyway the most interesting part about it is that everyone cares so much no. and it's gone crazy. and the most interesting part about it is that everyone can sense a vibe I know from something that isn't necessarily particularly tangible no. and like but you can there is there's a definite vibe world gut instinct and we always say to follow it <laughs> yeah we do so Lauren I'm sorry but maybe do a U-turn on this one. Yeah. I don't know. Look we don't into know. it. Look yeah. into it. Yeah, look into it. Maybe head offline for a little bit. Mm. Anyway, Liv, couch guy done. Also, if anyone hasn't seen the hammock guy saga oh on TikTok, I mean, God. on the Inspired Unemployed's Instagram, 
probably something to go and look at. Absolutely. Definitely a rival for Couch Man. Yeah, Couch. I think I prefer the Hammock Man saga. Yeah. There's a little more to it. A little more to it. Goes on a little longer. We love the Inspired Unemployed. A little bit more freaky. Yeah. Anyway, random viral shit aside, let's talk about some actual art, some more, some like higher brow <clears throat> content. Squid game. <laughs> I love that we say eyebrow content in the name of it is squid game. Fuck, I like it's actually such a good name, Squid Game, but when it first came up on Netflix, <laughs> I just saw Squid Game. I was like, fuck off, I'm not watching Squid Game. It was originally called and pitched to Netflix as Round Six, and oh. then they changed it. There was a lot of sort of chat about the name because right. Squid Game is what it is. Yeah. And they thought it's so confusing and weird and odd that people are going to click it. And then not only that people are going to click it and watch it, when you say it, there's only one thing it's referring to. So, like, when you say Squid Game, yeah. it's now in our vocabulary, Squid Game. We know what Squid Game is. Thing. So when people talk it's about clever. it, it's very clever. But I thought that it was, like, some sort of sci-fi thing where, like, all of these squid men were Squids. walking around with guns and, like... Like the Futurama like, guy even, with yeah, the like, squid. The only thing I saw was, like, the, the shape mask, right? Oh, squid. But thank God we got talked into watching it. I know. By Ruby. So, shot yeah. ropes. Shot ropes. Um, okay, so I'm going to take you through the plot a little bit of Squid Game just so we're all on the same page. Spoilers ahead. Big, Spo- oh, the whole thing. Fucking spoiled. huge spoilers. Spoiled. Spoiled. Off squid. Yeah. Do not listen to this. Swim away. Swim, Swim away. away. <laughs> Ink yourself away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Squid Game follows Gi-hun, a man who's living in Seoul, which is the capital of South Korea. So we meet him when he's betting his elderly mother's money on races, and we learn that he's in a massive amount of debt to the point where he is struggling to buy his 10-year-old daughter a birthday present. Mm. And he's also signed away the right to his physical body or whatever that is because he had to because he was in so much debt yeah so he's like a vehicle into the squid game um also a chauffeur driver yeah he's an actual vehicle yeah true (laughs) he drives the story that's what we're trying to say he drives the story (laughs) um so the squid game or i I don't know are they called the squid games and then the last one's the game i don't know if that if it's actually called squid game if it actually has a name or is it it's just just this thing and then the last game is squid game Game. but it's potentially the most brutal and gory thing that i've literally ever watched on tv literally um but that's someone that hates action and i sort of avoid that shit at all costs so don't know how much weight to put on there but it's it's gory yeah so basically we find out that if you lose the game you get killed which is really brutal oh it's really scary because i knew this because ruby had told me that so i was waiting for it but what did you think when you first saw the guns come out i was like honestly what the fuck first of all the robot thing of the red light green light was so freaky the set is a whole conversation but yeah yeah, I I don't know, I was scared. I really couldn't watch, but then it's so weird how sort of desensitized I became to like it was always hard to watch and we were always covering our eyes. Yes. But the feelings that went along with it, I was less like, Holy fuck, this is terrible and I was like, Holy fuck, why have they chosen to come back and play this game? Oh my god, no, absolutely. It was very jarring. Mm. Um you kinda can't keep your eyes off the screen, which yeah. is really I don't know. 
internal conflict. Anyway, so they play a series of six games that they would have played in childhood. Very simple, so we can keep our minds on the character development, Mm -hmm. which is a really clever thing that the director did. As each player gets eliminated, the amount of money that they can win increases, which becomes a whole, like, thing in itself because people start realizing, oh, if I kill off people myself then the money money goes up. How much money is it in the end that they're winning? So it's the equivalent of 55.4 million New Zealand dollars. Fuck. But we do find out later that there will only ever be one winner, which you can sort of sense Mm. from the get-go. But it sort of sucks. It's awful because it's posed as like, we want to get as many of you like afloat as possible. It's awful because it's like the whole thing is pitched as giving you guys a chance and being equal. But it's like, you're, one, you're pl- preying on the most vulnerable people. Absolutely. Like, so no, that's not good. But then two, it's like in the end, you're actually only giving one person a chance and you're fucking them up in the process for your enjoyment. Oh, absolutely. It's not for them at all, but they can hide under that premise. Oh, yeah. Because these people are so freaking desperate. But Loose, which game was the hardest to watch for you? <sighs> oh, didn't Good mean whistle. to whistle just then. Um, oh shit, the hardest to watch. Oh my god. Well, emotion wise, the marble game because oh. Ali, first of all, deserved better. Second of all, the old man, we wasted our tears on him. Oh, <laughs> absolutely did. What a twist. If you saw that coming, congratulations yeah. because that hit us. Like, honestly, everyone I've talked to didn't see it coming. No. So that, but I mean, like, gut-wrenchingly like moral moralistically yeah. oh I, ha- I just hate we we could tell that like you're paired up and everyone was like yeah we're a team we're a team and it's like no you're gonna have to fucking kill each other i've got some really really good theories that i just can't oh, wait to I'm get excited. in with you i'm gonna share them with no, Liv. i'm really excited but anyway. i think my it sounds fu- so fucked up saying my favorite but the one that had like me just in such emotional suspense was the tug of war oh my god i know because it was just like, oh, too many. You were just like, how the fuck are they going to win this? Because you know yeah. they have to win it, right? It's only episode three or mm-hmm. something. And that old man, I mean, take it back to as if we didn't know that he was the whole fucking source of this misery. But yeah. He oh, was great. And the scene of him telling them and on the way up in the elevator and you're like, hurry up, hurry up, tell them the strategy, tell them the strategy. Like, yes. everything is just poised to put you on edge. Oh, like sensational that old man making yeah oh god no. until the last episode what a oh, I can't, but yeah but i can't even think about his face nah <laughs> thing that guy so squid game is actually on track to be netflix's biggest hit ever i know reaching number one in 90 countries within 10 days 90 and countries is netflix even in 90 countries Ooh, must be holy fuck the internet says so <laughs> <laughs> um and 95 percent of its viewers were outside of career honestly so amazing and really amazing because it's um made people go including me go and watch other korean based yes productions um and and they make such good shit the production value is so fucking high they're so smart oh my god parasite was like amazing amazing and and very similar things in terms of like poverty and and capitalism yeah. yeah Nah, fucking so good. I'm so stoked. So, so good. And it was written and directed by Huang Dong-yuk, who started working on it in 2008. So screw you, everyone saying he's plagiarizing. Yes. 
There was a Japanese film, I actually can't remember the name, but it came out in 2014 mm. and a lot of people are accusing him of plagiarism because they also use red light, green light. Right. Um, but it's more of like a high school setting. But anyway, he finished writing it in 2008, so can't be. Oh, and, and now what's the latest on the sequel? Because I want to sort of debunk those myths. He, wrote, he said that he's not a great team player and that he wrote this whole thing himself mm. and he found it really, really hard because I think he'd most... He'd mostly written movies before, mm. whereas this is a TV series, so obviously a whole lot more content. But yeah, he said he hasn't really planned for season yeah. two. He's got like screenplays and films that he wants to do first. Right, okay, interesting. Yeah, and he said that he'd definitely think about getting a writer's room and mm. collaborating with other people, even though he struggles to do that. But it's just obviously been such a huge job. I think if he does season two like any earlier than what he's wanting to it just shows the money kind of talking mm. i don't know if i want a season two i know because it's really interesting because he actually wrote the show while he was having major money trouble mm. himself so he could really like step into their shoes and then that's where he got this major obsession for survival games because he was reading a lot mm. of those sort of books and comics um, Whereas now he'd be more like the VIPs because he's made all this money right. from the thing. So he'd be writing it from a whole other point of view. Go back to our episode from last week talking about Sally Rooney and how you can't be a normal industry. person when you're no longer a normal person. Oh my God, absolutely. So there's a lot to unpack. Fuck yeah. This whole thing is super, super jarring and deep. actually so deep. And at first, I just thought it was too cruel and too gruesome to even watch. Like, you know, before you get attached to the characters and you see that first, the first red light, green yeah. light. But then, but you... then you see Gihon <gasps> smile and that first... Oh, no. When I think about that... Also, and this is just not re- relevant at all and probably not a smart call to make, but the cast is so hot. <laughs> Oi. The cast is so hot. Sorry. The one that um, gets Gihon to play the game in the train station. Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful. No, they're all literally beautiful. I can't. And the cop that yeah. goes to the island. Gorgeous. Oh, my anyway. gosh. Absolutely. All very, Not what very, it's about. <laughs> all very stunning. My first... I think the reason that this whole thing was really successful is the sort of juxta- juxtaposition between the gore and then, like, the childhood nostalgia. Oh, And that same. weird, weird mesh. The setting, honestly, is my favourite part of it. Like... The colours. No, I know. Honestly, the fact that it looks so much like a childhood, that even when they're in their bunk beds, it's set up like a playground, so they're in their little factions. Yeah. Obviously, that it's based on childhood games. And it's just... It's so fucked up. And, like, they actually built those sets instead of, like, CGIing it. I was watching videos. Like, they built it like that. So when they went, they said it felt like, you know, when they're jumping across the glass and it's tapered. Yeah. What is it? Tempered glass. They said it literally was all set up so it felt like a game show. They didn't even do it on the ground. They actually did it a meter and a half above ground. So the fear was real. Oh my god! I know, and they obviously had padding down below, and yeah. like it was a, it was well done, but that's still scary. So I think the setting and the way that like it was real for the characters too. I think they're also absolute geniuses for doing this like whole sort of contrast because the gruesome bits seem even more gruesome, and the sweet bits seem even more sweet. Mm-hmm. Like they I, seem like kids. Yeah, that's actually a note that I wrote down. Yi Hun's 
childlike disposition. Mm, and, like, I think that's why he does so well in these games. And then I read that, like, there's that year where he doesn't spend the money and he completely loses all of his childlike disposition, doesn't yes. spend the money, even though he has what he thinks he dreamed of as a child, like all yeah. this money. And then he only gets it back, obviously, at the end. He gets his childlike disposition back when, when he bets with the old man... That someone's going to help that person, yes. and it's like and he, does he doesn't need rent. money. <laughs> he just needs to believe <laughs> that there's good in the world. Oh, for sure. I think like it also shows that humans, even as children, are obsessed with competition and winning. And for kids, they have the outlets of these games, right? And they've got nothing to lose. They've got nothing to lose, and it, like there's no real consequences. But like just that feeling of winning. Is something that I think us as adults we really push down, but well, no, nah, I think it's that we see different things as winning, yeah. even though like that's fucked up. It's life, right? Mm. Now is the game. Mm. It's like if I'm winning, I've real. got a pay rise. It's not like oh, I've done a really like cool thing. Yeah, but the difference is that we have real life consequences yeah. as adults, and kids don't. But I, but I think that we do suppress that like pure competitiveness and we sort of channel it yeah. into like these socially acceptable ways of doing so. And like that's the point of like sport and shit, mm. right? Is to stop us from killing each other. Well our human need to sort of like Yeah, our human need to compete. sort of Yeah. Exactly. To to dominate and to yeah. come on top. And I also think that it's so effective because like with the childhood games, if you actually think about it, a lot of childhood games have a really dark core. Ring a ring a rosy. Ring a ring a rosy. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like even just like we'd play Go Home, Stay Home. I don't know if people have that in other countries, but Manhunt. Like, yeah, it's like a lot of them are like based on war. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of fucked up, and yeah. we don't even think about yeah. it. And it really like put that at the forefront of my mind. How we teach kids these games. These games that are fucking brutal. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. I haven't thought about that. But yeah, and I think that the main sort of takeaway of the show is its commentary on capitalism. Yeah, I've been thinking about this and whether it's like, well, first of all, I think it's, I I really think it's more of like a depiction rather than a critique or a commentary. Like it's literally just showing us what it's like. Like the games are a hyperbolization of capitalism, I feel. Yeah. And not even like capitalism only like just the exploitation of people like there's so Mm. many like social systems and like Mm. capitalism yes we hate it and like especially gen z and i hate it without really knowing what like i know what about it i hate on a surface level but i know it's an easy way to sum up everything i hate my god absolutely it's so complicated but like the exploitation of people and like because of money like as a whole i just am just like this fucking director is just so, so smart. Even the way that the VIPs watching the game mm. were commenting on it, just like we were commenting on it as we were watching it on our screens because we are the VIPs. We are the VIPs because like, we're literally paying a subscription to yeah, watch this show. Like, we're not the ones there playing the game. We're getting is, entertainment. We sit yes. down at 7pm at night to watch these people, <sighs> yeah. even though they are fictional characters. Yeah. But, like, so capitalism and exploitation. Yeah. There is a difference, but... There is a difference, because... Yeah, but it's, like, the fact that even we're struggling to think of the difference when you, like, take... You take down the hyperbolization of it all and, like, you know, have it in real life. It's, like, it's not that 
different. We're still paying for entertainment and we're watching yeah. the same shit that they're watching. And this is a question I wanted to ask you. Like, why do you think we are obsessed with watching people at their lowest? And at these sort of, like, really horrific in these really horrific situations it's probably the like my favorite emotions relief and it's probably because it's like oh okay well i'm not i'm not there the fact that i can see something worse means that i'm not there yeah which is so fucked up but uh, it also gives us a lot of empathy if we watch it in the right way i think and compassion like the like the emotions we felt towards these characters hopefully makes me feel like we would never do this to other people oh my god but also it really made me think of my own monetary situation Mm. and like the fact that money isn't something i'm so lucky in the fact that it's never been something i've had to claw my way for yes and how we should we should never it's a reminder that we should never think of ourselves and i mean everyone has different battles and different fights to fight but these people have it a lot worse like you know when you like just don't think of money yeah like you know a lot of people a lot of rich people wanting to get richer they're so focused on it but a lot of people and i think i include myself in this category is that i just don't actually think that much about money because i have enough to pay my rent i have enough to buy my food Mm. and i have enough to buy myself a t-shirt if i want to buy a t-shirt right it's such a privilege to be like, it's I don't such- care about money. No. It's not something I want to have heaps of. It's like, yeah, that's because you have enough. And then seeing these people die for money, and, like, you can see exactly why they're dying for money, mm. because I think there was a quote in the movie, it's like, the outside world is no better, right? Mm. Like, if you don't have money, you can't fucking survive. You're a dead man walking. Mm. That's another huge thing, eh? Is the f- a-, a huge theme in it, is that they figure out that they are in this really fucked up place, but the outside world for yeah. them... Is this it's fucked just up as place. Bad. But we can only see that when it's put into sort of like language or visual language that we can see as really, really fucked up because yeah. like... Or like seeing them go into it and then go back out into the real world, yeah. realizing, oh, that's fucked up, and then going back into the squid game. Absolutely. Like that had to be spelt out for us as to yes. why would anyone choose to go back there? Well, here it is. We have to see people literally being killed yep. instead of like metaphorically being killed by their lack yep. of money, right? Yep. It's like, oh, why would people steal? Why would people do that? Why would people be homeless? Blah, blah, blah. It's like they don't have a choice or this is a better option. Yeah, and I think it was a really interesting thing how we saw that you know, he got laid off from his job and he saw someone get killed in front of him and then he was having these horrible flashbacks. And it just shows that, like, if your mental health is bad and you've not, you're not in the position for other people to look after you, you can easily just lose your way in life. Because, yeah. like, there's... Because it also, if you don't have money, you don't have the privilege of looking after your mental health first as Absolutely. well. So it's just this horrific cycle okay loose um so you've got some theories for us i've been looking into um some of the questions that i had and then some of the questions about like should we have known it was the old man like what does the pink suit and and, like you know what does it all symbolize and all the fucking like circle square triangle blah 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 so first theory is about the old man this isn't even a theory this is just like um what on a second look we can see about the old man and how we could have picked oh, up. I'm that so it was intrigued him. about these theories because I've only seen like one and oh, I I'm love really this. excited. I know. So the old man, obviously, like basically, all the games were based on his childhood. Like the marbles game was set up 
in his home neighborhood. The tug of war, he knew the strategy. Red light, green light, he was running when everyone was just like, you know, he knew the song, he was singing it along, he was smiling and running. He knew when it was going to stop, he sort of yeah. knew it all. There's also a theory with red light, green light, um, this one really is a theory, is that the lasers didn't, like when the robot turned around, didn't pick him up because there's a, there's a scene where his green, everyone gets highlighted green, right? And his is like really dull. It's like it's not highlighting him to shoot him with the guns, like that he's moving. And everyone in his orbit is sort of safe as well, like really close to him. Yeah. So, because obviously he wasn't going to die in any of the games because he fucking runs this thing. So, he was also safe when everyone started turning on each other and fighting that night in the in the thing. And when he got up and started saying, stop fighting, stop fighting, that's when we see the, the what's his name, the front man? And the black mask be like, yeah. okay, it's time to stop it. And then that's because the old man's asked because the old man could die in that situation. Um, another thing was that it had been planned that he would be eliminated before the glass game because that's the only one that he couldn't like he would be fine in all the other games but the glass game is too he, there's no way he'd be safe but he actually wasn't meant to make it through to the marble game because you know how he was an old man and had made himself look really sick the night before the marble game so that hopefully he wouldn't get chosen when people when you had to get into peers oh yeah and then what happened was that Gihon was too lovely and went and chose him anyway. So, like, he wasn't meant to be in the Marble game. You know how that, like, wired up girl, no one chose her. Yes, yeah, And then yeah. she survived anyway. Like, I'm sure that was meant to be the old man. He wasn't meant to get picked. Yes. And then he was meant to get, like, fake shot. Yes. And then he was out. Oh, absolutely. I know. He also had the final say when they were all deciding whether they keep going and stop. That's going. right. He did. He did. So there were little nuggets mm. sort of put about, but it was like... You had to be very on your game to mm-hmm. to see it. Also, when the detective is going through all the files and he figures out that his brother played the game and won in 2015, um, he looks at 2020's file and it starts at number two because the old man doesn't have... He's number one. The old man doesn't have a file because why would he need one? And then also his name, Owl Nam, translates loosely to first man or number one man like his actual name means like first name number which which makes sense why he didn't tell them his name you know how he said he forgot his name yes and so like the old man like it was all there but there was was no way we would have known no the one thought that i did have throughout the whole thing which is actually kind of an ageist thought Mm. um is like why would an old man who is about to die of a brain tumor like why would he put himself through that stress i know like if he was knew he was gonna die anyway like in on one hand it's almost like why would he not because he's got nothing to lose because he's gonna die anyway but it's like for a really really frail person mm. and he said like he said to gihan at the start like Gihon was like, do you not have people looking after you and like your what your um daughter-in-law serving you meals and he was like does your mother have someone yeah. serving her meals? And he was sort of trying to say, like, old people have these problems too. Yes. But then uh, in the end, it's like, logistically, mm. are you going to win? Just... But then he had the strategies. But because they were all based on his childhood. Eh, I agree. Honestly, yeah. It was just a thought, and I sort of threw it away because I was like, oh. oh well, oh. he's in it. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of cute, so. Next one, just random. The whole time, they could have figured out the games because the games were all painted on the walls of the yeah arena I of know. the place they sleep. 
I know. I didn't really get that. The games were all painted there. Every single game. Just shows that everyone, like, when you're so obsessed with your own survival, you just can't see what's around you. Yeah. They just they just didn't focus on it. They just yeah, it's yeah. fucking crazy. This one I think is true, but I don't actually know. So you know when that really hot guy is making him play the game at the very start, making Gihon play the game at the train station. Yeah, and he says that he can pick either blue or red. This is the one I saw. Yeah. So so the theory goes, if he had picked red instead of blue, he would have been one of the masked guys working because they're also um. Not having a good time. Like, that. also yeah. fucking subject to cleaning up bodies and, Absolutely. Know, part of the game. So, um, but he chose blue. So he was a player, not a servant. Yeah, I wonder. Same. Really, really interesting. But then the colours didn't, like, they don't Match wear up. blue. They wear green. Mm. I don't know. It was just, like... It's a reach. It's a reach, but it's a good reach. It's a fun reach. Um, the next one's just quite a basic one, is that the circles, uh, the people that wore circles were the lowest mm. rank with the worst job. Yes. The triangles were the soldiers who were maintaining the order, and then the squares were the supervisors telling the soldiers what to yep. do, and the circles what to do, which is inspired by ants. In an ant colony, they have a hierarchy exactly like this, where they each know what to do and perform these tasks for a queen, which is for the old man. Oh my god. But yeah, the director, I think, actually spoke about that, and yeah. that's really interesting. I love it when people get ideas from nature. I know. Ants should be called ant game. Yeah. Then this one I really liked, didn't think of, just read it, is that for a lot of the characters, their lives or things that happened in their lives depict their deaths. So I love shit like oh, this. I love yes. this sort of stuff, yeah. So the girl from North Korea, who we love, she, um, earlier in uh, Squid Game, holds a knife to a guy's neck. Yeah. And then she dies by being stabbed in the neck by a knife. Yeah. By the crooked banker. Gihon's best friend. Yeah. The guy with the snake tattoo who we hate, um, he escapes those gangsters on the bridge yes. by jumping off and falling off the bridge. Yes. He then dies by falling off the glass, falling through yes. the glass in a similar manner. And then the crooked banker, <laughs> the fucking yeah, Gihon's yeah, yeah. best friend, lays in a bathtub in his suit, drenched. Yeah. And it looks like he's trying to um, commit suicide yeah. in that. Club. Yeah, that was very dark. He then dies on the Squid Game, like, battlefield, drenched in the yes. rain in his suit. Yes. I know. Like, that's too much of a coincidence. I know. And th- that's smart. So we know that everything's put everything's so, like, places. And then one thing I noticed just while watching and said to the girls while we were watching was that um, the coffins that they were all wrapped in looked exactly like the gift he won his daughter at the start, yeah. which had a gun in it, so it's all just like Yeah, you did say that, yeah. Oh, and then there's also a, a theory that's like, and I don't know if this is true, but, and this isn't an internet one either, this is from one of my friends texting me saying it, but is, you know, the cop that goes and looks into it all, is he alive still? Because yeah. he got shot in the shoulder. Yeah, they do definitely leave that open so there are all the theories yeah a final point that we should make is about the subtitling yes and how context got a bit lost very very important yes so this is interesting because unless you speak both the language of the subtitle you're reading and the language that they're speaking on screen you wouldn't really notice these little nuances 
But in saying that, you can tell when watching subtitles that it's like not what they've scripted. That either it's too basic, the metaphors aren't quite right, or maybe that's because I write scripts like often for Extremely Online again. That you can just tell that no, you that, can. that's not what they would have scripted. Yeah, it's sort of yeah, not as deep. Is no, it? it's not Surface as deep level. as you know that that they would have said. So, um. There's actually a comedian who speaks fluent Korean. Her name's Youngmi Maya, and she got on TikTok to point out a few of the, like, missed subtitles. So, you know the low, the sort of low-class hyper as lady that tries to seduce the snake guy? Yeah, she's a little scary. Yeah, she's scary, but apparently lots of her character was, like, fucked by the English subtitles because, like... She apparently was really tough and, like, swore a lot, but they censored a lot of the swearing. And, like, in one point, at one point, it's just, like, little things. Like, she was like, what are you looking at? But the translation changes it to go away. So, sort of making her seem less strong and more scared. Mm. She also, in the English subtitles, is seen to say, I'm not a genius, but I still got it worked out. Where Actually, she says, I'm very smart. I just never got the chance to study. Which makes so much more sense. Totally. And the TikTok was saying how that's a huge part of, like, Korean. It's a trope that is, like, huge, especially in Korean, like, dramas. And in, like, any sort of content that comes out of Korea, it's something that is shown a lot. And, yeah, we we didn't get that from no. her. It was constantly, like, I'm not very smart. And that's, like, a huge theme of the show, yeah. right? That like, she never wasn't allowed got to the kind chance. of come to fruition. Yeah, I think, um, oh, another bit was when Gihun's, like, ex-best friend was talking to his mum, apparently from the US, he obviously wasn't from the US, and his mum looks like she says, I'm just worried you'll get me something way too expensive, when really she's saying, you don't need to buy me anything, take care of yourself. That's a Mm. huge context strip. And I remember thinking that line was weird. Yeah, that gives a very, very different meaning to the scene, doesn't it? Mm. I know it's such an important job of the trans people doing the subtitles. Exactly. So, yeah, um, Maya went on to say that, like, this is because translation work isn't respected and, like, also just the volume of content that translators... And they're probably trying to do it super fast. Yes, like, and they're have not to paid do. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're very underpaid and overworked. But then, interestingly, um, another reason could be that... And I'm not sure what ones we used, but that sometimes subtitles or closed captions go with the English dubbed version. Like, you know, when they put English words actually in their mouth, voiceovered, and then sometimes the subtitles are matched to those. And then, so the whole point of dubbing is to try and make the words match to the mouth movement. So they sometimes have to change the words. So ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, they really, they value lip syncing over like the script. And so then the captions are written off the new script that's made to fit the mouth, which just isn't correct. Yeah, and like anyone scared of subtitles, honestly... You habituate to them within so 10 quick. minutes. And it like it means that you have to focus on everything as well. You're not on yeah. your phone. It's like it's so such great. an immersive experience. Yeah. I it's love so, it. It's so fucking great. So yeah, that's just something to think about when you are watching with subtitles, is that if it seems a little bit off or a little bit wrong, then it's probably um because it is. It is. The the context has been lost and I don't know, probably Getting and paying well a um, Korean English speaker 
that understands the art as well, mm. like that understands the themes and is close Absolutely. to the project. And then just, yeah, like paying them properly for that. I don't know the ins and outs of the industry here, but that, I thought that was a really good point because we missed some crucial... Like, I remember yeah. we really didn't like that woman. I would love to know if anyone does work in that side of the industry. Like, do mm. let us know how it works and why this would have happened for mm. such a high-budget show. Mm. So, so a show that sort of seems to be asking, like, how far you'd go for money, kind of, in the end, money doesn't actually change anything in Gihon's life because he lost everyone. So, it's like money isn't the answer but you need it to survive and how dare I sit here with enough money to go and buy a takeaway coffee Mm -hmm. and say money's not the answer like that's not even my place to say it but just so much to think about so much to think about so so good I would love if anyone has listened to this and hasn't watched it I mean we've spoiled the entire thing but please still watch it we've literally spoiled the entire thing I hope that at the start you put it on pause went and watched and then came back yeah but as always, if you've got if you've got things you want to chat to us about it, first port of call, sign up to the newsletter and email me because that's the best way. If you listened to our Sally Rooney um, episode last week, you'd know that we love a good email. You get a personal response from Lucy herself. So on my B day, yeah, I forgot for a moment that it was my birthday, but <laughs> just reminded myself. God, it's oh, gonna be a good thank one. Thank God, we should go get another mimosa. Yeah, after we this. should. Next place you can find us is on shit you should care about. You can also listen to our weekly news roundup on The Shit Show every Friday. That's a podcast. And come to our Discord. I don't know. Wherever you can find us, find us and talk to a bus. Talk to us about... the bus. Drive away. Talk to us about squids. And couch guy. (laughs) Squid and couch guy. Nothing else. We will not discuss anything else. We will not. Anyway, team. See you next week. See you then. Bye. 